And they let Wit lay on the ground because as you were talking to them, I just, this is what I remember of time and time. You were talking to them and he was just like in a mood and he just kept throwing himself yeah, on the ground in a, a happy mood. way. Yeah. And just like rolling around. And just I silly. thought, all right, get up. You know, it's like, there's not that many people in this coffee shop. Everyone knows what's happening here. Right. And they were just laughing. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm glad you don't care that my kid's just rolling around <laughs> on your coffee shop floor yeah, at this point. Really nice people. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 407. The average American spends about $1,100 on coffee each year, and an estimated 34% of Americans spend more on coffee than they do on investments. Well, I may not be the world's best investor, but I don't spend more on coffee. Heather, well, that's another story. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who said, I'm not addicted to coffee. It's just that if I don't have it, I feel sick and I can't function. (laughs) My wife and constant travel companion, Heather. I didn't say I feel sick. I said I might get a headache Okay. because of the lack of caffeine. It's a thing. And I can function. I'm just a little groggy. Okay, so let, let me say it, try that again. It's someone who said, I'm not addicted to coffee, but if I don't have it, I get a headache and I can't function that well. <laughs> My wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Is that better? Yes, that's a little bit better. But those of you out there who love coffee or even tea, a lot of it is the routine of waking up in the morning and... It's just something that I look forward to, especially now that I have kids, because I know that I will have just a few minutes to like sip on a nice cup of coffee. It's just so enjoyable. It's what gets me out of bed sometimes in the morning. And that being said, I would rather you feel that way about coffee than wine. (laughs) Um, So if you're going to be addicted to something, coffee, I, I... I guess is better than wine, or at least that's that's my opinion here. Also, I do understand the routine a bit, even though I don't drink coffee, because I really enjoy making Heather's coffee each morning. So we've we've fallen into a little bit of a routine here while we're home, in that you know because she's been up with our little girl uh, throughout the night here and there. If Wit wakes up before uh, everyone else, I will usually, although today you did. Um, I will usually go downstairs with him, take him down, Heather and, and Hadley will sleep some more, and I will start making the coffee. And I don't drink coffee, but I love the smell of coffee, so I do enjoy the routine of turning the kettle on mm-hmm. and you know getting the beans in the grinder and grinding them up, and sometimes it'll help me, and then we put them in, and sometimes we'll push it down in the French press. So I I actually do enjoy that routine as well, 
But I could function just fine if I didn't get to make your coffee. <laughs> well, sure. And I have to say, this is a little off topic, but our friends for the new year, we have this text thread about lifting up your spouse and giving them compliments about things they do. And I have to say that Trav making me coffee in the morning is one of the nicest things that he does for me. And he started doing it when Wit was born because he does, like he said, he doesn't drink coffee and he didn't even know how to make coffee. But having a newborn around it really takes away the time that you have for yourself. So he started making my coffee for me when Wit was born and he's carried that on through the two years and even more so now that we have Hadley as well. So thank you so much You're welcome. for and making I, my coffee. I should say that I only know how to make coffee <laughs> in a French press. I still have no idea how to it's use true. a drip coffee maker. You don't maker. know how to do the drip. Those little like metal Italian crazy mm-hmm. things. I have no idea what's going on you with them. You know how them. to do the AeroPress. I know how to use an AeroPress. I have, the pour overs just seem way too hipster and like a ton of work for me. I don't know. Then there's Chemex, which is, is that a type of pour? I don't know. <laughs> All I know is my French press got it. We got, I got, I bought Heather a coffee kettle like a well it's not just for coffee it's a it's a water kettle you know temperature controlled temperature controlled kettle electric kettle that she loves because it's beautiful i do actually love it i love not just because it's beautiful yeah but well because then you can set the temperature so for example you set it to exactly the temperature you want which i guess for us for coffee again not sure why just know what i'm doing 202 set it to 202 it heats up. There's a hold function. So I will get the water hot. And then, if, but if I forget and what's running around, you know, I, I'll set it to hold so that then I don't go back and it's back down to 100 degrees and I have to boil it again. So, right. And um, this, this is yeah. not a sponsored ad, but the kettle is uh, the stack kettle by Fellow. And yes, it is gorgeous and functional and makes making coffee that much better. Yeah. S T A G G. I, you know, Heather wanted it. I got it for her as a gift because gifts should give joy to people, even if you're like, I don't know about this. But I will admit that I knew I was going to get a little joy because it was easier for me too. So Stag Kettle, awesome. So we're going to talk today about, the reason we're talking all about this is about wine and coffee, the best wine and coffee in 2019. And Heather, this is really your show because you're the coffee mm-hmm. drinker. You're the wine drinker. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mind wine, but I certainly don't know enough to like talk about it and know what's good i just you know i'll drink it here and there so it's it's your show i do have a few thoughts on coffee and places we were at including a hot chocolate place in philly that i enjoyed um so i can get into that a little bit with coffee but i just want you to lead it you are going to lead it and i'll just interject if i remember a place that was cool and you know again i i do like coffee shops a lot and wine bars i like knowing the ambiance mm-hmm. and everything that goes with it. I just don't really enjoy the drink as much. Right. And you do enjoy researching because my number one. We, we start with coffee. We're starting with wine. We're starting with coffee because we've right. been talking about coffee. So we'll just lead into coffee. And it's, but- you know, morning. Usually you drink coffee before mm-hmm. wine. Usually. And my number one spot you found for us. But okay. we're not starting with number one. Uh, we're starting with number nine. I have oh. nine spots. Oh, but these supposed to be mini episodes. Yeah, you know, but this is okay because the first four, nine, eight, seven, and six, they're all in Portland, Oregon. Okay. And th- none of them are number one, but only because... They're not they're, good enough. They're not no, as good as number one. No, oh, the, because okay. it's the experience. So let me just start by saying Portland, Oregon, in my opinion, has the best coffee and the most best coffee shops in in the world so that the I have been to. Highest 
number of very quality coffee shops. Even if it doesn't have your number one, it's very densely populated with great coffee shops. Exactly. And my number one used to be barista in Portland. And it's still, I mean, it just delivers a really great cup of coffee. But I did have some other experiences where the coffee was very on right. par. Nice. You know what I mean? So, so let's count. Let's give these nine, people. eight, seven, seven six. six. All in Portland. All in Portland. Number nine, Proud Mary. It is a very cool hip Australian run coffee shop. They had very good coffee. My f- can, can you explain to me real quick and anyone listen like what is it about Australians and coffee? Why why oh, is they just Australia such so a good well. coffee country? Like Well, Australians developed the flat white which is your drink of choice. Yeah, I mean, yes. And it's just a different amount of milk to espresso ratio. So it, if, if it's done very well, it's very smooth and creamy. And the bean, the extraction from the bean is just really good. It's not burnt. It's not, you know, done too quickly and with the wrong amount of pressure and steam. Because sometimes you get a drink and the espresso tastes burnt or the coffee tastes burnt. And that is just like a no-go in my book. Sometimes I'll just throw it away because I'm not even going to waste time on that sure. drink um so australians usually know how to make a really good coffee and, so, and melbourne's kind of the hub of that right yes. like we've seen melbourne like people open coffee shops that mm-hmm. are from melbourne you know we've seen it in budapest we've seen it in uh victoria canada like yeah it just seems like wherever we are in the world there's an australian coffee shop or a coffee shop run by an Australian, yeah. usually themed as an Australian <laughs> coffee shop. And they're usually from Melbourne. Yeah. So right. anyway, Australians know how to do it. And when we were in Australia, like, I don't even know, eight, nine years ago, um, we went to a lot of coffee shops, but that was kind of even before I feel like this huge coffee renaissance. Anyway, number nine, Proud Mary in Portland, good coffee, also a good brunch spot. I did not eat there, but people rave about the food. Oh, my favorite spot, it had a kid's space, a designated like oh, that toy place. bin. Okay. I remember that place. I went with Whitaker. Um, Trav was working that day, and Whit and I went on a little date, and he just played with some toys, and I drank some coffee, and we had a muffin, and it was delightful. So just shout out to Proud Mary. Thank you for having toys and being cool with kids. Right on, Proud Mary. Number eight, Barista. And just at the bottom of my, my list, not for any reason other than it's always on my list, and it's just great coffee every time. Number seven, Never in in Portland. That was a new spot we went to. Really beautiful inside, minimal. Their cups have, you know, cute branding with lots of colors. Um, I mean, the cup is white, but the letters are colorful. So really nice and minimal. Then Quava in, in Portland has multiple locations. Just really consistently good coffee. All right. So we just knocked through. Knocked through basically four Portland, half Oregon ones. of the list. All right. Now we get to number five. Number five and four are both in Canada. So number five, if you remember, we were in Kingston. Right. And there were quite a few coffee shops there. We didn't have time to hit them all. Nope. And it was also like stuff was, not everything was open. Yeah, because because it was a holiday in Canada. Right. I forget what holiday it was. It was the day after Canadian Thanksgiving, I believe. Yeah. Or Canadian Thanksgiving. Yes, it was the day after Canadian Thanksgiving. Sure. So, yeah, not not all places were open, but Northside in Kingston was open. And this, I believe, was Australian Right, run. owned by someone from Melbourne. Right, started right. by someone from Melbourne. Um, this coffee shop might win for 
one of the most beautiful or the most beautiful coffee shop that we went to in 2019. Gorgeous interior, lots of plants, you know, so very on the plant addicted, hashtag plant addicted train. Trav is just like nodding and grinning because another- I don't know a single person in my life, most uh, a single female in my life <laughs> who is not addicted to plants right now. Yeah. I mean, plants are fine. Don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem with plants. But I'm like, how many plants are we shoving in this house? Like, yeah, what is happening here? 2019, I think, was the year of plants for everyone. Just a, a plants. trend in plants. Plants made a comeback in mm -hmm. 2019. House plants. Um, anyway, Northside in Kingston, very good coffee, beautiful atmosphere. Super cool spot. I took wood outside. They had a little patio, and we played for a long time. And I, it was very beautiful. One of the cool things, one of the reasons I like coffee shops and going to coffee shops is that you know, trendy coffee shops go hand in hand usually with really cool design. It's part of the experience. It's not just mm -hmm. the quality of the coffee. Same reason we like going to breweries too. That's not to say every coffee shop is going to be the most amazing design or your style or same with breweries. But typically, people who like good coffee like good design. And so it's fun to me for me to be there because they're beautiful spots, even if I'm not drinking coffee. Yeah, it is fun, and especially when they have kids spaces, which brings me to number four, another awesome coffee shop, Beacon Bike and Brew, which was in Picton, um, Ontario, on Prince Edward County. This was just a nice little shop. They had a few coffee shops in Picton. I went to one other one. It was not as good as Beacon. Um, really just nice quality beans, and they also had a kids space. Which is just nice. It's nice when people think about that. The same with breweries. When breweries have, you know, like a changing table in the bathroom or like toys for kids. It's like, yes, people who have kids want to go out and have a nice time. So right. if you're making that easier for people, that's just so nice in my book. Yeah, it's also going to make it a better experience for everyone who's there who doesn't have kids because now the kids have somewhere to kind of go. Again, you know, if it's not big enough to have a dedicated kid space, I get it. But it is super nice when people are thinking that. But Beacon Bike and Brew, yeah, they they pop up on my Instagram all the time. I don't know, maybe I clicked on something. I'm always seeing their Instagram. Their Instagram's <laughs> good too. They good design. Yeah, and they were really friendly in there. They gave us lots of recommendations for wineries. Uh, so yep. one of my favorite wineries, the girl at Beacon Bike and Brew said, "You will find the best Pinot Noir at this winery." So, and she was correct. So that'll be coming up. Really nice people. Even on the same episode. Look on at the that. Same episode. There's I a lot know. of continu mm. continuity here. <laughs> Number three is a coffee shop in Biddeford, Maine. I Okay. Yeah. So we went to... Biddeford is just... Yep. It might be the town oh of the year gosh. for us in 2019. And my brother texted me because he was born in Maine and we're from New England, um, that Maine made it on someone's list for the number four place to visit in the world. It, it was either Lonely Planet or Condé Nast. I think it was Lonely Planet yeah. I could, or National Geographic. Whatever. Maine One of those big travel ones mentioned Maine. Maine is incredible. And if you listened to our best meals, we, because that was before this episode. That I was think. before. Um, <laughs> that was part three. We're, we're on doing part four. a marathon training. So I'm getting lost in the track of things. But we went to Biddeford, Maine, and we went and ate at the Palace Diner. But while we were waiting, because they, they give you a text message, which is really nice, you can have a little wander around the town while you're waiting. We went to Time and Tide. 
in Biddeford, Maine. And how nice were they in there? It was also, you know, a cool hip spot, very well executed coffee. And I know a lot about coffee, right? But when I went in there, I couldn't decide what type of coffee I get. And let me say this, when I go to coffee shops, I will drink a black coffee, I will drink a cappuccino, a flat white, a latte, an iced coffee. But in the name of research, I try to get the same type of coffee everywhere so that I know kind of the barista's talent. Because Which is what? Which is to a make cappuccino? a cappuccino or a latte or a or flat, flat white, white or yeah. a cortado. Like those require a little more skill, of course, than just having a drip coffee. So Although I, I don't know how to make a drip coffee. So to me, that's skills. Right. But to get the right espresso and the right amount of milk smoothed together, it's ta- it, it requires talent. And I, let's be I fair, can't do it. Let's be fair. You like the design too. Although, is that, does everyone, like, do you ever get cappuccinos or lattes or flat whites anymore that don't have the, the designs on top? Sometimes I mean, it's not like a very intricate design and it still could be a good, okay. you know, it could just be like a little dot or something. Okay. I just feel like that was a but, big thing. five years ago and oh my gosh look at the little flower lotus leaf thing you're doing and now if you don't do it it's like well why aren't you doing a design do hearts a lot maybe that's that's just for me i don't know but i get a lot of hearts in my coffee um (laughs) so anyway back to time and tide the reason that this made the list and so high at number three the coffee was very good But the baristas there were really nice because I was talking to them and I don't remember exactly what question I asked, but I asked something about one of the coffees they made. And I was like, how is, I think I wanted to get a Cortado, but I was like, is it too strong? Because some people, because it's less milk, make it so strong that I don't enjoy it as much as I might a cappuccino or a latte. So I was just talking with them about it. And the, the guy, I think he was the owner, said, you know what? I'm really glad you asked because we're always willing to help our customers choose the right coffee. And, you know, then we were just talking about how it can be intimidating to go into a coffee shop and people might be afraid to ask, you know, a question because the menus can seem so overwhelming. I I understand that because yeah. not knowing anything about coffee, I mean, first off, when I go into Starbucks to get your drink, I don't even know what to say. Sure. I don't even know what's going on half right. the time. Like you told me we were in Florida. I had to run and get Starbucks and I had to have you write it, like text it to. It was like, <laughs> because I don't, vente, yeah. I don't love Starbucks, but I, it's I, intimidating. I don't mind just their cold brew. So I was like, give me a cold brew with, right. you know. Regardless, yeah. probably not on your list, but no. I, I get that <laughs> coffee shops, if you're not a coffee nerd, can be intimidating. Same as I'm sure breweries are, you know, you could go in and just look at the menu and just choose one. But if you do want to understand it or you do want a specific thing and you're not sure of all the types, it can be a little intimidating. Definitely. Yeah, but they were so nice there. And again, it was great coffee. So Time and Tide, Biddeford, Maine. And they let Wit lay on the ground because as you were talking to them, I just, this is what I remember of Time and Tide. You were talking to them and he was just like in a mood and he just kept throwing himself yeah, on the ground in a, a happy mood. way. Yeah, And just like rolling around and just I silly. thought, all right, get up. You know, it's like, there's not that many people in this coffee shop. Everyone knows what's happening here. Right. And they were just laughing. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm glad you don't care that my kid's just rolling around <laughs> on your coffee shop floor yeah, at this point. Really nice people. Number two and number one. I mean, 
Oh, you're Ugh. giving them at the same time. No, I'm just saying Are you like these them? two. Last no. minute change. No, I'm not because okay. I, okay. Stick, let stick, me go with your gut. Let me say this. Number two was probably my favorite coffee of the year. I think it was the best cup of coffee. But number one, the experience was a little okay. higher. Hey, I love that you are having a hard time with this because this is how I am. I know. Every time I make a list, right? I and- struggle, <laughs> and and you make fun of me like just get. I'm like, no, I I which is really the best. If I'm giving someone a number one. You know, I I know. I feel like it's it has to be the and best. So I, I don't with it. usually deliberate as much as try, but this is how much I love coffee and how passionate well, I, know I am about coffee. I, I'm gonna throw no, I'm not going to because if it's your number one, I don't want people to know ahead of time. Give us your number two. I know one I know one of these ones. Yes. It's but I my don't number the, two. Okay. Bandit. Bandit, Bandit coffee. St. Pete. Oh my goodness, Owned what a good by cup the of guys who uh, have the documentary and are known as the minimalists. If yes. you guys know them, they're very big in obviously the minimalist space. <laughs> um, but they own and help or run part owner yeah, something. part owners of this coffee shop. That's not why we went, but you can tell by the way it's set up. Like most coffee shops, very minimal. Very and minimal. Great, very great part of St. Pete. That's what I love. Beautiful like. part of St. Pete. What is the neighborhood? Grand Central. Yeah, I was throwing you on the spot because I couldn't remember, and I was ninety nine percent sure you would remember. Of course, it's a neighborhood. Grand Central in St. Pete. We love St. Pete, by the way. We love the beaches outside of St. Pete. Gosh, I think we should go to St. Pete after this podcast. <laughs> we live there. We'd be recording. True. At the beach. So um, I'm just saying, I'm open to living yes. there. Okay, so Bandit in St. Pete. Wow, what a good coffee! I win at least two, maybe three times. Think three, and you did say the the first time you got it because we had had a few recommendations yes. of coffee shops in St. Pete, and we went to them. We went to at least three, I think more than that. But you went to Bandit, and you said this is the best coffee I've had in a long time. Yeah, it was just executed so well. And that was before I knew that it has a selfie wall on the outside of Bandit, which is super popular, like the one in Nashville with the angel wings. This one says, welcome to St. Pete. And it's a white brick wall with like a beautiful black, you know, so it's, oh, you know. Do it for the gram, baby. I didn't even know that when I first fell in love with Bandit, it was for the coffee. And then, you know, if you're really wanting your Instagram selfie. Cherry on top. Yeah. So anyway, that's Bandit, my number two. This is crazy because I have no idea what your number one is then. Okay. So you found it for me. Number one, it was when we were in Croatia. And I'm not going to throw Croatia under the bus, but I guess I am. It's my favorite country. It is not my favorite country for coffee. They don't have a lot of these artisan coffee shops. Like when we were in Zagreb, I don't remember getting a good coffee. Oh, we did get one, but it didn't, it was just okay. And you found that one for me too. And it was a little hard to find. I mean, it was good, but D16 in Split, the experience. Okay. So if you've ever been to Split, Travis and I spent three weeks there six Uh, years ago. a, A while now. There were no artisan, you know, hip coffee shops back then. Not even that's not even that long ago, but there weren't. So this time, you know, we've been in Croatia for a couple of days. I haven't had my fix of like amazing coffee. But she's so, not addicted. But I'm not addicted. <laughs> so we go and we're wandering around Split. And so Split is very cool because it has one of the oldest well-preserved Roman ru- ruins called Diocletian's Palace. And it's, you know, these teeny tiny little alleys, you know, pedestrian only, with lots of shops and local guest houses and apartments 
So we're wandering around and it's kind of hard to find D16. But because we'd been to this section of Diocletian's palace before, Trav's like, okay, I think I know exactly where it is. When I saw it on the map, I thought, I feel like I've walked right by here. Some, For some reason, I saw it was on a map and I thought I watched a part of a soccer game mm-hmm. at this random tiny bar <laughs> and it has to be right around here. Now, every little alley looks the same. It so does. For how I had this little, you know, sometimes with travel memories, you it, it's, it's um you just have like an, not an epiphany, but you just, something sticks out. Mm-hmm. Like you just know you've been a there. A deja vu. Yeah, it's not even that, oh, I, I think I've experienced this before deja vu, but I can see it in my head very clearly, mm-hmm. and who knows why. And I was like, it's Just right by out. this. Yeah. And it was. And we, it was. We, I kind of found our way back there, and we did pass it. I mean, it was tiny, so I think mm-hmm. we actually walked right by it once. And I'm like, I know it's here, I know it's here, I know it's here, and then... Yes, we we then found it and Wit chased a cat all through the alleyway <laughs> while you're getting your coffee. Yeah, and the reason why this is my number one because the coffee was it was good. I don't think that the taste was quite as good as Bandit, but the experience was amazing because you know it had been raining again. We talked about our trip to Croatia being quite rainy, but the sun had popped out. It was raining in the morning, but the sun came out. I was in the coffee shop. It was packed. It was a Saturday morning. So it was just a really vibrant vibe in there with lots of people just hanging out reading and getting their coffee so there wasn't really even room for all of us to be in there so I got my coffee to go and we walked around and then we sat we found this little garden and we just kind of sat on a crumbled stone wall while wit you know looked at the flowers and chased a cat oh, no, it was a dog it was a, a dog. little dog that's right that little black furry dog yeah we chased it all through the alleyway it you was know and I, I took a couple pictures and when i was going through the pictures on my phone i remembered how much fun this experience was and this garden was beautiful and so green and vibrant because it was you know springtime and the coffee cup was very cool it was a great picture it's a beautiful experience and my only good coffee on that trip. <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes it does come down to the competition, right? Sure. Like it's very, very good. It might not be as good as Bandit, but compare relative to the other options. Right, right. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So there you have it. All my best coffee. So I will run through them again because that's what we do. That's right. Um, number nine, Proud Mary in Portland. Number eight, Barista in Portland. Number seven, never in Portland. Number six, Quava in Portland. All Moving Portland, on. Oregon. <laughs> All Portland, Oregon. Moving on. Number five, Northside in Kingston, Ontario. Number four, Beacon Bike and Brew in Picton, Ontario. Number three, Time and Tide in Biddeford, Maine. Number two, Whoop Whoop Bandit in St. Pete. And number one, D16 in Split, Croatia. So since this is your show, I'm going to ask you, are we going mm-hmm. to Audible here? at the line of scrimmage and decide that <laughs> we are going to make the best wine its own little mini episode. Oh, how well, how long have we got? We're 24 minutes oh. in right now. Well, and the wine is not going to, te- well, it's maybe we call? should do a mini episode. We can do it. We've told people, people throughout interested. that we're going to have seven part series, but we can actually just do a eight part series. Yeah. This is your. This Who is up knew to you. You're the I boss. could talk that long about coffee. I mean, I guess I should have known, but it was a good coffee year. And let me just say, yeah, let's do the wine in a separate mini episode. That way, if people aren't interested, then okay. they can do it on their own. Because you get beer all to itself, you right. know. Best. No, beer. that's fine. So let's let do me. It. 
Let me end by saying when I was looking on my phone for pictures of coffee, I typed in coffee shop in the search option. I had 3,885 pictures on my phone of coffee shops or what my Apple photos thought were coffee shops. And I had 269 pics of actual coffee. Wow. (laughs) So I have to say that I feel like I am pretty. A little bit of cred. You got a little bit of cred there. All right. I have some cred. I am going that I'm going to end it here by just giving two little shout outs. Okay. I I didn't want to stop your flow. You were going Mm -hmm. through the list. It Mm -hmm. was great. Running through it. Perfect. Two little thoughts on coffee slash hot drinks from (laughs) me. One, we went, Mac and I, who is uh, one of our team members at EPOP, when we brought the team into Philly, we were wandering around the Italian market, the South Philly area. And uh, there was a place that a friend of ours, Eugene, had told us to go to. And I think actually a few listeners have told us to go to before called Rim Cafe in South Philly. And they said it's the happiest place in Philly. This place is crazy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you have a video from here. It was a $10 hot chocolate. The taste, if you like just basically melted chocolate, it was amazing. It was a little too thick for me. But you have to go because there is a guy in there. I don't I forget his name who sings and makes this like handmade artisanal hot chocolates they do stuff where they make s'mores ones and they melt um, marshmallows on top and it is just an absolutely incredible one-of-a-kind unique south philly experience so definitely go to rim cafe in south philly and get yourself an overpriced but and very heavy but awesome experience hot chocolate lastly i'll go back to coffee because I know this is one of the places we went in St. Pete. I know it didn't have as good a coffee as Bandit, but Cafe Intermezzo was for me the best coffee experience of the year because it was a beautiful day. We were walking around this area um, called the Edge District, which is right by Grand Central. They had this cool outdoor, you know, stone gravel <laughs> it's spot. It's true. It's indoor, true. Outdoor, and, uh, you know, it was our last day in mm-hmm. Florida. Or, or second to last day, sun was shining, 80 degrees. It was gorgeous. Middle of the day. Yeah. We're sitting outside drinking coffee in December. And so for me, I was like, Cafe Intermezzo, you're beautiful. I love you. I could spend every day here. Like that would <laughs> yes. be where I'd want to work from. Okay, let me say this about Cafe Intermezzo. I We only went one time and the coffee I had was not that good. However, a lot of people told us it was good. So maybe it was just like not the best barista at that time of the day i would definitely be willing to go back because so many people said it was amazing and as you said trav it is gorgeous they also do cocktails in well any time of the day really i guess but in the afternoon to evening i would assume would be the most popular time to get a cocktail and we didn't try any there but they are known for having some pretty cool cocktails there's a great little mercado right across the street like a taco place you're right in the middle of a awesome district and my two favorite districts in St. Pete, which are right near each other, the Edge District and Grand Central. You're right in the middle of it. So Bandit's mm-hmm. in the middle of Grand Central. This one's in the middle of uh, Inter- Cafe Intermezzo's in the med- middle of the Edge. You can walk between yeah. them. Um, and yeah, just so go get a coffee. Yeah. There's a brewery right there. There's a bunch of places to eat. Just a I really am good glad experience. that you brought up Intermezzo because it is beautiful. All right. We are audibling. That is the end of our part four. We are going to do, a, I guess, a part four B. I will just call it part five. We're going to do eight, epi- eight um, episodes now. We're going to run into our best wine episode. Heather will be running that. 
I'll be doing the best beer. She'll also be chiming in there because she was able to have beer in the second half of the year after we had our our Mm -hmm. little girl. So um, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget, we do have now an eight-part series. So we've already put out. doesn't roll off the tongue as well as a seven-part series. series, But, you know, in the name of giving you the best of everything, we had to add on. Under promise and over deliver. Part one, we did travel uh, superlatives. Check that out. Part two, travel stats. Part three, best meals. You, You got to check that one out <laughs> um this was the best coffee part four we'll do part five best wine part six best beer part seven best desserts and part eight best experiences so all those other ones are coming up thank you guys for the awesome support let us know your best coffee especially heather and and me honestly i mean heather will drink the coffee i want to go to the coffee shops i actually love doing the research so give us some love on Instagram at Extra Pack of Peanuts. Let us know your best coffee of we 2019. Or, or love. ever. Yeah, we That's love fine. getting recommendations when we're traveling because everybody wants to know someone else's favorite because it usually means it's pretty good. Yeah. So thank you guys for all the support. Leave us a review if you like these podcasts, if you like the Year in Review podcast especially. Shout us out. Leave us a review on a review Apple Podcasts. for a review. Yeah, please. Yeah, leave us a review. We, we really appreciate that. Um, And thank you for the continued support as always. Until next time. Happy free travels.